Well, welcome to the Cup for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Clay. I'm joined by Eric Stearns, and today we're digging into my message from Sunday, which was all about how love never ends. We're talking about the resurrection of the body. We're talking about the resurrection of Jesus. We're talking about the eternal promises of God that are true no matter what. And so let's get into it. That sounds great. So let's let's kind of go back to you know First Corinthians 15, like what was happening as Paul was writing this mm-hmm. in the Corinthian church. Yeah. Uh, Paul is writing to the Corinthians uh, in response to issues that they have raised to him through another Mm -hmm. letter, uh, as well as reports that he has heard from what's called Chloe's people. Um, Chloe, I think we talked about this last week, uh, is the leader of the house church in Corinth. It was probably Chloe's house where people were eating too much and getting drunk and then calling it communion, and that's not how this works. Um, And so what Paul has heard is that the church is doubting the resurrection. And like I said on Sunday during the message, it's important to note that it's not the resurrection of Jesus. It's the resurrection of other people. They had a hard time believing that other people were being raised from the dead because we didn't see it. It's not like Jesus' resurrection. Like the body, you know, Jesus' resurrection is very, very different. And so I understand where that comes from. Like I said in the sermon on Sunday, like, we, it's not a new concept to us, and yet we still don't necessarily grasp it completely. You know, I mm-hmm. think that myself included in that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there, and part of it is because this is what happens after death, and so there's, you know, really kind of no way to know. But mm-hmm. Paul still says that there's a resurrection. There, there's a resurrection of Jesus. There's a resurrection of our bodies. And if there isn't a resurrection of our bodies, then there isn't a resurrection of Jesus. Right. And goes into more about what that means and what the implications of that are. You know, if there's no resurrection of the of the, if there's no resurrection of the body, we have no bigger hope and nothing to hope for, and so Paul's message to them is in vain. Their faith, as infantile as it might be, is in vain, mm-hmm. and Paul's wasting his entire life and the life of those around him. Right. Yeah. So that's what's going on basically. Is to Paul is reacting against this report that he has heard that they're saying that there's that they're denying the resurrection of the dead, and then. And, and the reason why that's problematic in our faith. Gotcha. Okay, so, you know, they're struggling with this, you know, resurrection of the body. Like, as Methodists, what what do we believe? Like, what's our doctrine say about, mm-hmm. about this? Right. So we believe, as, you know, a lot of other Christians do as well, we believe in the resurrection of Jesus, and we believe in the resurrection of the dead, of the resurrection of our bodies, that we will all stand before God. All of us will stand before God in judgment. And, you know, that will either be, you know, our article of faith says, you know, the, the righteous to eternal life and the, you know, the, the unrighteous to eternal punishment. You know, we, that's, that's our belief. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to be the, the belief for most Christian people. I, know, I think we were talking a little bit off mic about, you know, there are, there are different groups of people that believe in an instantaneous resurrection. Um, and there are those that believe that no one has been resurrected until the time that Jesus, you know, says the word and everyone rises at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's scriptural support for both sides of that. You know, I talked on Sunday about uh, John 14, where Jesus says that, we, that he goes to prepare a place for us mm-hmm. that is reflective of who we are. And that, you know, if that's going to be true, we are going to come, we're, we're going to go away from here into a place that is prepared for us. You know, and then there are others that believe that you know, that the scripture says that the, that, the, that the dead in Christ will rise first when it happens. 
the dead in Christ will rise first and then everybody else. And we'll meet Jesus in the sky. So Jesus is going to come down first and everyone alive and dead, or those that have died, and then those that are alive but are faithful are going to meet Jesus in the clouds, in the sky. And hmm. so there's, you know, there's scriptural support for all of it. And I just think that, like I said earlier, there's just so much we don't know. And we just need to be okay with that. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's in line with who we are as United Methodists. Mm-hmm. Because we have no problem with this idea of holy mystery. Like when we talk about communion, there are different denominations that believe different things about what happens to those communion elements at the moment of blessing. There are those that say that those elements literally become the body and blood of Christ. There are some that say, you know, that the presence of Christ is around those elements. There are some that say that's a memorial occasion. And then there's us that basically say, we don't necessarily know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We embrace the idea of holy mystery. And this is one of the, another one of those areas where this holy mystery is, you know, is present. How is it that Jesus is present at communion? I don't know. We just know that he is. How mm-hmm. do we know what the resurrection of the body is going to look like? I don't know. I just know that there is one. Because of the testimony of Scripture, because of our articles of faith that are in our Book of Discipline, and the, the, that guides and orients our lives as United Methodists. I can take that. Yeah. That's okay. Yep. There's no, I mean, there's, there's just no way for us to fully understand everything, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to be, I mean, in everything we do, really. Yeah. I mean, there are things that we're not going to understand. Yes. And they just work. Yep. And that's okay. Yes. I think that's part of the nature of faith. You know, mm-hmm. there's you know, the idea that we leap to faith. Like, we have to make a jump at some point in time that we either believe or we don't. And there is a chance we could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that we are, but there's a chance that we could be wrong. I think there's too much evidence that says we're right. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing that I come back to. Mm -hmm. So heaven is for real. It's the book. I just think, I mean, this is, this is more of a, I don't know, maybe not the best reference, but yeah, like that little boy, what he knows is that he went straight Mm -hmm. from his earthly body straight to heaven. Yes. And then came back. Yes, and he saw people and talked to people. Bill Weezy claims that he has an had an experience of going to hell. Like that, really. It was it was something that turned his life around. Wow. Was this experience where he literally did die on the table, and was shown hell. So. Do you wonder? Like, like people can disregard that all they want, but I think that's just God's way of, like, still giving us evidence that He's real. It's not going to happen to all of us. Right. But we need to take that information and understand yes. what that is. I agree. I agree. Fanny Crosby writes, uh, you know, the, uh, the hymn Blessed Assurance, you know, that we have these foretastes. And I think that that's one of those foretastes that, mm-hmm. you know, I think those stories matter. And, like, we can, you know, think what we want to think, that mm-hmm. the Bumpo family just wanted to write this book to make money or whatever, but or that it's all a scam and, you know, it was – whatever listed our brain doing what our brain wants to do i just think those stories it's matter. too vivid i think so it's too. way too vivid the kid yes. was three years old yes and when you when we watch the movie it looks just like it's it's everett like to a t mm. which is crazy to i mean i started bawling the last time we watched fair. it but fair but you 
and I always think about, you know, when, um, when, when Jesus calls the children and sits with the children to talk to them and do not hinder them for to mm-hmm. such, you know, such yeah. long as the kingdom of heaven, like it's perfect evidence of that. Yeah. Of course he would come, would right. show that to a little kid. Yeah. Cause they're the only ones who would believe it. Right. Yes. You know, they were, they believe everything that they're told. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yes. And so their innocence obviously is what Jesus would use mm-hmm. to then spread it to everyone else. Right. Which is, I yeah. don't know. Stuff like that sticks out to me. I can find that for sure. For sure. And that's clearly Jesus' love or God's love mm-hmm. being professed to us through places we're not expecting it. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, just feel like it's still a line from the sermon. Doesn't that sound like a love that never ends? Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't that sound like what just exactly what Jesus would do? You're absolutely, I think you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I liked your quote on 25%. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 25% of the time. Yep, my friend doubts the, doubted the existence of God. I thought that was really good. I also can get behind that. Yeah. Because there are times where you're like, when you, well, honestly, when you're watching the news right now, it is really hard. Yes. It is really hard to to feel like God is there. Uh-huh. So then you got to go find him. Right. Yep. And, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, I do too. Like I said on Sunday, like doubt is okay. It's something that we all will go through. Like someone was talking to me to after after church on Sunday, and they're like, like "Thanks for saying that," mm-hmm. because we need to know that it's okay. Yeah, that we don't. I mean, I have a friend that believes that her doubt is just sinful, just in just in general. Anytime that she doubts anything, she just believes that she is sinning. And I just think that there is that, that God is so much more gracious with us than that. Mm-hmm. You know that there is room for us to doubt, and there is room for us to wonder and question and and search the scriptures. You know to, you know that 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 should be one of the things that that drives us into the Word of God even deeper. Is so I was you know, just thinking, you know, we have these things that we don't understand, and so why not explore them? Why not ask someone that we know and love and trust that no, maybe knows more about the Bible than we do? It could be a pastor, it could be a friend, even you know. Mm-hmm. If we don't know something, I think there's no shame in asking. Or if we're not sure about something, there's no shame in asking. Right. Well, in, in a way, that this, that's what these conversations are about. Mm-hmm. It just gives people another avenue to understand what, at least from our points of view, right. one person who's not trained and one person who is trained, uh-huh. like the way we see things. Yes. You know, and so I think that gives everyone the opportunity to learn more and Absolutely. deal with those doubts because we all do. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to doubt, though, too. I mean, I don't think it can be just, yep, if you're doubting, you're sinful, because (laughs) there are so many things around you Mm -hmm. that are pushing you away from this. And so it's going to be natural for you to doubt that. Mm -hmm. We have to know why, which is very hard then in the faith. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, because sometimes the why is Jesus said so. Right. You know, and... I always want to have a better answer than that, but sometimes that just is the answer, you know? That answer never goes well when you tell it to your kids. No, no, not so much. <laughs> they don't take, because I said so, very well at right? all. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Struggling with doubt, everyone. I'm trying to, there's so much to that. I remember talking about resurrection bodies in a Bible study with my friends and my former parishioners in Burke, and uh, have I told you about this before? Mm-mm. I don't know. So anyway... 
um, there was a member there that has neuropathy and had some kind of back surgery, and I, I still think it just went wrong um, and has some nerve damage. And, you know, we were talking about resurrection bodies and all of our infirmities being, you know, made new in the resurrection. And I had a member just start crying because she wants that for her husband so badly because he is in pain just constantly. Like, we don't want him to die, but also mm-hmm. we know that our resurrection bodies are going to be better. Because that's what Jesus has told us. Yeah. Yeah. There just has to be something better than this, mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We have a bigger hope, and it's it's born out of the love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. When you see all the crap going on in the world. Oh yeah. It's our only hope. Mm-hmm. Yes. We all know this isn't. I mean, the Bible. It's never going to be perfect here. Right. Until the end, it's not, yep. it's just not. And so yeah. our only hope is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Sheol, because what, like what, it, what, it, what a Jewish believer, like what is ap- the afterlife for them? And is it just Sheol, that? That's, that, that's, that's it. it. Really? That is it. Man, there's no hope in that. Mm-mm. Nope. So all their hope is on earth. Yeah. That seems depressing well i mean the 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 larger hope is the coming of the messiah yeah that's true and because and then they get to yes yeah yeah. and you know and then you know messiah reigns forever and everything's better but yeah until that time comes and and, in the jewish faith obviously the messiah is not jesus Mm -hmm. and so they are still waiting for the coming of the messiah and so but man if you had this opportunity like jesus (laughs) what can get better right yeah yeah. Be this is like the big, like one of the big differences, you know, between between Judaism and Christianity and even between Islam and Christianity. Like we believe in the bodily resurrection. We believe mm-hmm. in the resurrection of our bodies. They'll be made new and they will live in, they'll be made perfect and we'll live, we'll live without infirmity. But we believe in the resurrection of the body. But to go through life with it really, I mean, without knowing that there's hope after, Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine that. Right. Yeah. Or to think that as good as it, I mean, there's people, I mean, lots of people, that this is as good as it gets. Yeah. You're here and then you're done. Uh-huh. I can't get behind that. Right. Yeah, I can't either. That's why I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I believe in a bigger hope named Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that Jesus has prepared a place for us. And, I you know, I believe that, you know, that there, you know, we can have all the, you know, ideas that we want to, but I think that when you read Scripture, Jesus has promised us that he's going to prepare a place for us. And that's not in vain, and that's not something we have to wait for. I think that after we die, that's where we go mm-hmm. until we come back with Jesus. Yeah. It only makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what's next week? Yeah, so... Uh, next week is a little bit of a transition week um, in mm-hmm. the life of the church. This is the last Sunday before the season of Lent. And so in the in the church calendar, the last Sunday before the season of Lent is always called Transfiguration Sunday. Okay. Uh, remembering the story of G- in the Gospels where Jesus takes a few disciples up a mountain and in the midst of it, he is transfigured. He is transformed in their midst. Um, and he has conversations with Moses and Elijah. And the disciples are just confident that they have to build something there. 
to remember the spot and remember this occasion and build these booths. And Jesus says, no, that's not what this is about. This is about my full glory being on display. The full glory on being on display so that you will know who that I am, who I say, who who you say I am. And so we're gonna be digging into the transfiguration story. And to keep with our theme of love lessons, the love lesson is that love transforms. That Jesus sure. transforms and then transforms us um, into his people. So Sounds good. Thanks for joining us here on the Cut for Time podcast. Join us again on Sunday in person at ten AM here in the church or online and then back for the Cut for Time podcast next week. Thanks for listening to our Cut for Time conversation. Join us for worship in person or on Facebook Live Sundays at 10 o'clock Central Time. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.